Third lesson is from the Gospel according to Matthew. For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you have handed over to me five talents. See, I made five more talents. His master said, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And to the one with the two talents, he also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent came forward also, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave. You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And on my return, you would have received what is my own and with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Fear not. I'm not going to use this parable as a threat. This is not one of those worthless servant, you are about to gnash your teeth kind of sermons. I'm not worried that Central will be the servant who takes its one talent and buries it in the ground. For one thing, we've been entrusted with many more than one talent. For another, we've been faithful to use the talents that we've been given. I don't worry that our talents will be taken away. My concern is always whether we are using the talents we've been given to the fullness of their ability and whether we've invited others in to bring their talents here among us. I want to read this parable from the other end. I wonder what it would be like to to have God multiply our talents, to take our our five and make them ten, and and then give us that bonus talent, that extra talent among us. I think about Central. And how I I can't think of another church where I would rather have my family involved 
serving and learning and growing. Which is why I'm passionate about having others be part of what we are doing around here. Why, why I want to keep before us the goal of, of always inviting more to be able to share in what we've been blessed with. As United Methodists, we have very good Christian theology. As a congregation, we have facilities that are helpful in, in growing our faith, in serving together, in learning and sharing in ministry. We have people, excellent people, with whom to do these things. I, I think we know well that God is in this place and God is working through this place. God is among us and shining through us. I simply want more people to be part of that, to experience that alongside us, to be able to have a church family like we have. I think we get there by living more and more into our mission statement, the statement of following Jesus by loving God and loving neighbor. Now I realize that that mission statement can sound churchy and not real practical. So today I want to think through with you some ways that we are living into that mission statement and some ways that I can see us doing so in the future. Following Jesus by loving God and loving neighbor is not something that is new to us. It's something that we've been faithful to do throughout our history. When we adjusted our mission statement this year, we didn't do so as something we hoped we'd become. We, we took on that mission statement to recognize this is who we understand ourselves to be. And this is who we feel like we continually are called to be. Those who follow Jesus, those who love God, those who love neighbor. It's based on who we've always been and it's based on how we understand the gospel. We love God, which leads us to love neighbor. And one of the ways we do this is through our ever-increasing mission and outreach ministries. In 2013, one of our goals as a congregation was to offer another domestic mission trip. We had done so well with international trips, we wanted to have one domestically. And so in September, we sent 11 persons up to Powdersville, South Carolina. And among other things, they built a long ramp to help a lady who couldn't get into her home otherwise. Next week, you can come to a meeting and learn more about a mission trip we plan for February in Kentucky and continue this growing, expanding outreach ministry that we're part of. We've recently had adults and youth spend the night in cardboard boxes at West Florence High School to raise awareness and to raise funds about homelessness in our community. And we anticipate in 2014 joining with other congregations in Florence to house those persons who've been accepted into the program. And they will move from having a week here to a week at another church as they are getting more stable homes for their families. The churches will provide a place for them to live and we are going to be part of that. These are just a couple examples of how our mission and outreach continue to grow in this church, a church that does this so well. Our talents are multiplied when they're combined with others. And so this year we celebrated a wonderful worship experience with Cumberland United Methodist Church. We've had others since then. And we anticipate on the Sunday before Thanksgiving, that afternoon, going to Highland Park with other churches from our community and celebrating Thanksgiving together as the body of Christ assembled in Florence. Our mission is, 
is combined with others, and so we give thanks that in 2012 we were able to once again contribute 100% of the conference's askings of this congregation, and in 2013 we will do the same. We will join in ministry with churches throughout our conference and even our nation and world in ministry for God. Your church has been busy. We have not buried our talent. We have used our talents well, and we continue to do that And as we put them into good use, we continue to see that God is making talents multiply among us. And I believe that we are on the cusp of even greater multiplication. We're poised. And we're ready for God to bring additional talent among us. But for that to happen, we have work to do. We cannot become complacent. Our average worship attendance in modern times has been mainly in the 500s, with our best years being in the 600s, our best of those years being 2009 when we averaged 643 people in worship per week. I believe we can and will do better than that. Perhaps the comment I heard most frequently from Tom Piatola when I served as his associate here. Well, I I can't say that. Perhaps the comment I heard from Tom that I can say (laughs) that I heard most frequently was if you're not growing, you're dying. It's true of biology. It's true of churches. A church like ours has to be cautious. Because sometimes we can let past successes with the talents that have been brought among us lead us to think that we will always have the same successes with the talent that's among us. And then we neglect to do what we need to do in order to continue to improve. Overconfidence in what we have done can lead us to let our current talents underperform. And if they underperform, then they can prevent future talent from bringing, being brought in among us. I believe God is ready to bring future talent in among us. 143 years ago, people came around each other and said, let's start a Methodist church here in the Florence community. And they did that so that they could worship God. And they did that so that they could do as Jesus commanded. They could make disciples. 100 years ago, people invested a great deal of their lives to make this beautiful sanctuary a reality. To continue that mission of of growing as disciples and inviting others in to become part of disciples of of a family of Jesus. And that has been our mission and our passion for these 143 years. It remains our mission and our passion to, to be disciples and invite others in as disciples to help people learn what it means to follow Christ in a particular way, the Methodist way. There's a growing excitement about downtown Florence and the way that it is being revitalized. And you all know that Central was an anchor for downtown Florence well before the new library was thought of. Goodness, we were an anchor for downtown Florence before the old library was thought of. We now have a golden opportunity to take advantage of all that is happening in our community and let that be part of how God multiplies 
the talents that we are going to have among us. We'll help with the Pekin Festival on Saturday, a fun way to engage with our community. We'll continue to grow our outreach and our mission ministries throughout Florence, the state, nation, and world. We'll continue to enjoy the wonderful music as an offering to God and, and share among ourselves. I mean, what church gets to have Brahms on a Sunday morning? What a great thing to celebrate. We'll do more. I imagine a day when... When Central is the place where teenagers want to be on a weekend night. Where they'll gather together and worship or, or in simply hanging out and playing games and being together. Perhaps their mothers and fathers drop them here on their way to Victor's or the Clay Pot and, and know that they're in a good and safe and, and Christian environment that evening. I imagine a day when, when there are nursing students and medical residents Perhaps even sharing our parking lot. And when they can walk over here and worship among us. Worship among us for some of them will mean in this service. And worshiping among us for some of them will mean being in a different service. A different style service. But whether in here or somewhere else, they will choose to be among us to help us serve God, to help us love God, to help us worship God. We will join their talents with our talents and God will multiply the ministry among us. I see that day coming. I imagine a day when you don't have to tell your friends. And Josh and I don't have to tell people who are interested in this congregation. Yes, we have great theology. Yes, we have the outreach ministries that you think are important in serving God. Yes, we have excellent ministries for your children and your youth, for you. Yes, we have great Bible studies and Sunday school classes and small groups and music. Yes, we have all of these things that you are looking for in a church. But no, we do not have the worship service that helps you connect with God. So let me offer you another church. I look forward to the day when I do not have to send people to other churches who could add their talent to the ministry that God is doing in this church. All because of worship preference. I'm fed in this service. I'm fed by this service. This is how I know best to worship God for me. And I'll confess that because of that, I have thought, even said in the past, what we do well is good here, and people who want that are welcomed here. But if they need something else, then there are other churches who do well with other services, and they can go there. I've said that. And while that's accurate, it's not right. It's not right because other churches don't have you. And other churches don't have the theology that we have. And other churches don't have the services that we have. And other churches don't have the outreach and we have. And other churches don't have the ministries that we have. Other churches are fine and good. And there are right places that are not here for some people. But there are right places. This is a right place for a lot of people who have been kept away 
because of that one significant need in their life that we have yet to provide. A less formal way of worshiping God. I'm looking forward to the day when they will be among our congregation too. It's time for us to demonstrate to our community that our congregation appreciates what we already do. We love it. It's good. And we understand that there is room for other ways to worship God too. It's time to help God multiply the talent among us. To reignite the members of our congregation who have become inactive. And to welcome in those who have yet to feel that connection here. To inspire Florence to give Central a second look. To help our community realize that we are no more and no less than a family of faith seeking to love God and love neighbor. And we want them to join us in that. It's time that Central add a third service. I'm imagining this in a different space, a space more conducive to informal worship. Perhaps at a different time than Sunday morning. But a time that will reach out to our community and say, we are glad that you might be among us. We welcome you here. This service in no way would diminish what we so cherish about the services we have on Sunday mornings already. In no way would it detract from what we have come to appreciate and love so well. It would be about recognizing that there is more than one way to worship God well. And that Central needs to reach out and embrace a broader community. Because what we have is good. And we want to be able to offer it to more. The first and the primary reason to do this is to honor God. The second... And significant reason to do this is to make ourselves more hospitable, more opening, welcoming to those who are in our community. And the third and also important reason to do this is because we want to help God multiply the ministry that we can do here. We want to bring in these additional persons to help us serve God well. I imagine a day when we will worship 800 persons here on a weekend, not because it matters that we reach some magic number, but because that's an additional almost 300 persons who are part of a life in Christ among us, serving God, living with God, sharing God. I imagine that day is to come. I look at the churches that are on the cover of the bulletin. These are not strange churches. There are 19 listed there, the 19 largest churches in our conference. We're among them. These are peer churches. These are Buncombe Street in Greenville and Shandon in Columbia and Blaine at Merle's Inlet. Churches you may be familiar with. These are churches like ours. And when you scan through that list, you'll see that there are two churches with asterisks. One in Anderson and Central. The asterisk indicates that these are the two churches on that list with only one type of worship service. The service that we so enjoy. The churches on this list are good churches. But they're not better than we are. They've got good things going for them, but not more than we have. We are not in some 
diminished way of ministry. We are in a wonderful way of ministry. We have wonderful opportunities before us just as they do. They are doing faithful ministry as are we. They have made the conscious decision to reach out into their community and invite others in as are we. There is no reason that we cannot reach 800 persons worshiping God in this place within a decade. If we add a service, and if we remain faithful to the mission of loving God and loving neighbor and inviting others to do the same. We have a history of community involvement. We have a history of innovation. We have a history of concern for people's lives in Christ, lives in the faith. We have the assets in terms of people and talent and the facilities that we need to make this possible. I trust that we have the commitment and the passion to make our future even better than our past. As you're imagining the ministries at Central for 2014 and beyond, as you are considering how you can be participate, participants in that and support that with your Lives. I hope you will join me in imagining that God will give us even more opportunity, more faithful use of the talents that God has put, poured in among us. I hope you'll imagine the multiplication of talent that God can and will do. I hope you'll join me in not just celebrating our treasured past, but also in imagining an amazing future. To not just think of the many benefits that you and and I have enjoyed in what we currently have, but also think of those additional souls who will be here to enjoy the many benefits that God has to offer among us. Those who will join us in loving God in and through this place well. Can you imagine? I hope you can. I hope you do. I hope you will. For God's sake, I hope you will. Amen.